I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yotis B, episode 198 of the Sportive Podcast. Hi, sports buddies. John's with me tonight. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. How you doing? And we've also got Clarence Swaptown. Hi, Clarence. Hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? Oh, all right. Our friend, another sports buddy, Stu, has called in sick today, so he won't be joining us. Um, so it's the did, three of us. We did briefly try to convince him to do the podcast while in a NyQuil haze, but he thought yep. it was probably for the best that he did not do that. Pussy. I feel like there was a show fairly it. recently where where he was like pretty drunk, which I I loved that one. So that's a real bummer that he <laughs> decided to to recuse himself. Drunk stew is um, the best stew. Totally, totally great. Okay, I want to start out today by um, doing one of two new segments. The first one is called Clarence's overly detailed metaphor of the week and this i believe do you have do you want me to read this for you clarence you sent this through on show prep and (laughs) i thought it was great a great way to start um so do you want to run it back from the very beginning this uh it's the mtv metaphor that you that you shared with us earlier go ahead and read it yeah i don't have it up in front of me or anything so go for it Okay, this is, I'm, I am now speaking directly for Clarence. This is verbatim. Uh, a while ago, there was an MTV show called Pimp My Ride, where this rapper named Exhibit, you spelled it correctly, by the way. I'm very proud of you. No. Um, <laughs> I knew it didn't yeah. start. I knew it wasn't with an E-X. I knew it was X. After that, that was all just freelance. That was just fucking Incredible. off the cuff. Wow. Good for me. Incredible. Okay, back in. Uh, where Exhibit would take a person's crappy old car and give it a new paint job and radio and maybe an oil, an old oil change or an oil change and give it back and be like, hey, here's your new car. It's totally overhauled and so much better. And I would think to myself, yeah, it's great that this 1982 Tercel has a new paint job and radio, but that squirrel cage motor has like 400,000 miles on it. That really <laughs> wasn't much of an overhaul. Uh, the new front office is Exhibit. The twins are the 1982 Tercel. Jason Castro is a new paint job, and Ryan Vogelsong is a used Craco subwoofer. The boy geniuses pimp the twins' ride. Are the local sports media ever going to mention that basically nothing has been done to this team, or are they too scared to say anything? End quote. This has been 
Clarence's overly detailed metaphor that of the week. That was detailed. Oh. Um, but it's an apt metaphor. I want to be make sure that we rate this metaphor apt. I rate it as quite apt. Quite apt, yes. Quite apt. Um, no, I don't where know. Does, I don't. F- where does Matt Besley Bel, Bels, Bels, fit in to this yeah. metaphor, Clarence? He is like a new, like the. And the old Tercel, the roof lining was like hanging down. So like if you were trying to make a right-hand turn, it would be in your line of sight in your mirror. And Exhibit (laughs) took like a staple gun and stapled it (laughs) back onto the roof. Those staples are (laughs) Matt Blizzly-ers. Blizzly. Blizzly. Here's the best part about that part of the metaphor if you take a staple gun to that roof lining, it doesn't stay up and it doesn't work. Just it's like metal. Matt Belizzle. <laughs> yes, it's not. It's not effective. It it does nothing. It, you can staple it all day long. Staples are just going to come out. There's nothing for the staples to hold God, to. So God bless them. I want just like, these the boy geniuses to to work. I want this to work out. But you know, it's, they signed Castro. They signed uh, a handful of minor league. Uh, what minor leaguers with a major league camp invite, like uh, oh, what's that super smart guy the Twins used to have? But Breslow, Craig Breslow, Breslow. Craig Breslow, and uh, and then you like maybe once a week you'll get a, a, t- a tweet that like from Hageman today was like oh they're using weighted balls. Well, that's <laughs> 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 great. I guess it's different than what they were doing last year, but I, I don't know that a weighted ball is going to you know completely overhaul the the team yeah is it is it wait i mean i use weighted baseballs and i play town ball so it's, no i don't think this is gonna it's completely great. change everything it'll be weird awesome use innovation i love it but at the heart of that innovation needs to be better players right <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> oh. so i uh, I don't know, guys. I'm, They've just been polishing turds for months. I'm trying to oh, be optimistic turds. with this team, but I just, they didn't do anything all winter. They didn't do anything. It is it is hinky-like in that they, they've used all of oh, the best information and, Fuck. and come to the same conclusions <laughs> as the morons in baseball. <laughs> like, the previous front office was morons, and what they did was... They they signed veteran free agents with to minor league deals with invites to major league camp and hoped a few of them would work out, and now we've got all of this information and this new culture and all of this scientific data and what they've done is sign a bunch of veterans to minor league deals, invite them to camp in the hopes that a few of them work out. Okay, I'm totally on board with shitting on this new regime, but don't bring Sam fucking Hinky into this. Sam Hinky came in and completely blew everything up and made like a billion transactions. These guys are the opposite of that. They come in and do nothing. (laughs) They like just came in and, well, we'll just kind of keep the train going. Same direction. Make some tweaks. I I love how you still give Hinky credit for doing the exact same thing that useless general managers have always (laughs) been able to do. Well, I'm going to make a bunch of trades. They're all going to work out terribly and we're going to lose a ton. 
Well, congratulations. No, all the worst gone. general managers have gotten like multiple first round draft picks still. Sure. Sure, John. All right. All right. This is going to this is going to torpedo into a bad bad spiral into where I don't want to go. <laughs> I am not over this. Thing, I'm not going to be over about this. Sam I'm offended and I'm fucking mad every week. <laughs> I love that I still manage to get Sam Hinkie into this show every week, even though it has nothing to do with Minnesota sports and nothing to do with anything except making Brandon angry. It worked. It's it worked. Times. I'm flustered, man. I am flustered. It's good times. <laughs> we're, we're seven <laughs> minutes into the podcast, and Brandon's already flustered and angry. That's and so we didn't. Let me ask we, you. Go ahead, John. No, I was just going to say we didn't even have to get Clarence involved with the usual trolling. We didn't have to get Clarence no. talking about uh, Tom Thibodeau trading trading Ricky Rubio. I don't already have to do that. I can, angry You're stuff. all my little puppets. I can I laugh off exactly Clarence's exactly because it's no, it's pure trolling, John. You should know better. You don't need to <laughs> get down in the gutter with Clarence. That's his thing. You're supposed to you be the better. rational you one. Expect better out of me. I got you. It took years, but I, I do. Got you all I expect doing so much bidding. better. It took me years, but here you are, You're, my little puppets. I imagine that when we do this, you do like the Montgomery Burns steeple fingers. I do it. Just yes. Well, I don't. I do. Yes. Little, I do the little puppet string finger thing with my my hands. Dance marionettes. Oh. <laughs> As you fight me. God, it's so true. Uh good. It's good. Okay, stuff. let me get back. Let me get back to these opposite hinky bizarro hinkies because i don't even know if they're saying anything that inc- in- impressive so far i may not have been paying attention at all but i don't remember them coming in and i remember when the astros new regime came in they were like we're blowing everything the fuck up and doing everything completely different these guys are just using their buzzwords and that's kind of it there's no actual plan or commitment by them of doing anything that's gonna be at the front end of and I don't even need it to be like crazy number wonky. Like they haven't gone hard at anything differently than what the rest of the league is basically doing, right? Or have I missed some sort of I don't know no they revelation they from kept these guys. The manager. They fired a few yep. like they, they got a new hitting coach. Um basically the the minor league coaches are all the same. I I don't know. Shuffled some deck they cares. didn't they didn't give Dozier away. That's great that you didn't. But I just is there something? Is there, give me give me something to I, believe in. I saw today in the paper that either Falvey or Levine, I can't remember which, said that he is going to be in the clubhouse routinely this year, sort of as a matter of course. A little bit like he said, he's a little bit like breakfast. with Francona when when he was working side by side. And I I only am excited. Just to hear the reports of what it's like for Paul Molitor the first time his boss walks in. He's like, hey guys, a tough loss today. And Molitor just, Molitor's an old man. He's been in baseball for a thousand years. Just staring daggers. And the only thing that I wish is that this had happened when Ron Gardenhire was still the man. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Just the absolute anger and dismissiveness and actually just making wanking motions and farting on his dinner that Ron Gardenhire would have done if the general manager had come into the clubhouse Gardy, every day would have just been wonderful. Gardy would have tied Falvey to the front of the light rail like he's a fixed bicycle. <laughs> like he's one of those bicycles. 
<laughs> you'd see him <laughs> tied up in the front sideways like a rack of lamb on a spit rack. <laughs> Just all tied up. Apple in his mouth. Yeah, so that's that's the only thing we're able to come up with so far, right? Is that he plans to kind of walk through the clubhouse once a week, which yeah. uh, great and, I don't, and weighted balls and weighted baseballs, right? He's uh, he's only six years behind town baseball in that uh, in that trend. So, <laughs> Brandon, so that's great. I saw, that's great. I saw in the article about Breslow that. He got a hold of a machine that measures the spin of his pitches and was using that to determine the proper arm angle and how the, the arm angle that would increase his velocity and make his pitches move the most. So my question is, have you bought one of these machines yet? <laughs> uh, no, I saw the headline and I have it saved to my Insta paper, so I haven't read the actual article yet. But that is a pretty fascinating thing to do, and I would be all about that if I had the money and the time and was 10 years younger and had some talent and it some potential I would, four <laughs> times wait that can't be it spun I, four times like <laughs> the whole 60 feet six inches it spun four times four like, is it a i mean like is that a knuckleball I, no, no, no it was my slider no, was my curve <laughs> four is times this thing like is it measuring in thousands no 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 it's, it's just four, regular four times decimals off Fucking, I, fucking decimal. Maybe I should spin it the other way. Maybe a screwball is more. I don't even know how you do that. You spin it the other. Am way. I a right-hander? Were you throwing with your foot? Did you kick it? Why did Just you kick poke. the ball? Why? Why did you toe poke it? That's not going to do anything for anyone. Four times. That's a Four. amazing. Four per foot. Great. No, no, no. Four. <laughs> I did always wonder. Four. So y- you guys you guys wouldn't know this, but on, on cricket broadcasts, a lot of the time, if somebody if somebody is bowling something that's supposed to be spinning a lot, they have a little thing on the TV broadcast that shows how many revolutions per minute it's spinning or whatever. And I did wonder why they didn't bring that over to baseball just to see, like, when somebody's throwing a r- ridiculous curveball, like a Burt Blylevin-style curveball, just to see how many revolutions that has on it versus like uh, Bartolo Colon curveball it's not spinning at all or something like that or Carlos Silva just throwing the same non-moving pitches every every time to the plate is a cricket ball I always thought that would be interesting but size to a baseball it could be that like the size of a kickball I I have no idea how is it about the same is it like the a cricket ball like, yeah it's a, yeah it's about the same size and it's about the same weight it's significantly harder Hmm. If that makes sense, so like a pool ball. So like yeah, pool it's a little ball, bit. A little it's bigger. a little bit like a cross between a baseball and a pool ball. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, and so, I would find that interesting if they were able to figure it out. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Let's make this happen. You wouldn't. So I'll get to work. And let's do it. Boy, let's invest in a company. Boy geniuses, let's go! I want to see some movement here. Yep. Do you think that what? What do you think they're they don't have any built-in excuse whatsoever because they were hired with plenty of time um, to make moves. They seemingly have money to spend if necessary. Um, is it just that they thought they had so few assets to trade besides Dozier? They didn't really have much, and they didn't see anything within 
I don't know. I'm just wondering what their what the point of view on the other side is of like, well, if you want to look at it, like if there's anybody that wants to defend these guys, what would be their thing of just they're just taking their time. They'll need to make any rash don't, moves. This is this year is going to be a lost year to begin with. Don't make moves for the sake of making moves. That's that's the mantra of a GM that didn't do anything. The, <laughs> right. The, that is true. Like, oh, we're not going to make a trade just to make a trade, says the GM who's too scared to make a trade. That's and exactly actually right. Changes team. It can't work out poorly if you don't make a move to begin with. That's right. We, so <laughs> is there... Um, have we? So you said something. I know that you just say this kind of at the end of your every one of your emails you send to us, Clarence. It might actually be in your signature. Of uh, is there anybody in the mainstream media going to mention this, or is it just me? Um, <laughs> it seems like it's just sort of your standard sign off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but has there actually been any articles? Is it too early in the season? It's as we record this. It's February fifteenth. Is it too early for any of those? Any of the preview articles or any early reads on the GM to begin with? Or there have. Are they, I feel like there just hasn't been anything written yet, good or bad. Is that right? I have not yeah, seen I, I, anything. Yeah. Lavelle got Lavelle got to Fort Myers like two days ago, and he was at the cigar bar for like most of those two days. So they really don't have any sort of reports yet. Sure, <laughs> sure. Just getting settled. Yep, just getting in, just getting settled. Pat Royce's there. He's just getting into stuff. Have you, um, I saw on the ringer this week, one of the baseball writers wrote a very admittedly Pollyanna take on the Chicago White Sox. Like, don't sleep on these guys. They could actually be good if all these things break in the perfect way. Uh, has there been one of those takes on the twins yet that you guys have seen? Cause mm-hmm. I want to read it. I want to like, no, no, convince no. myself. Why would you have one of those takes? I mean, the take on the twins would be, they might be more like the 2015 twins instead of the 2016 twins. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I just, I just want to hear. It. I just want to know if what breaks need to happen. I suppose we kind of know them to begin with, but I just wasn't sure if anybody had actually laid out the the case for it yet. But I feel like everybody is somewhat Pollyanna that I've read so far. I mean, we talked a little bit about it last week, but Baseball Prospectus, uh, the computer, said that they're going to win 80 wins, I believe. Yeah. Um, and Will Leach, my guy, my friend, who I mention every week, uh, did an AL Central preview this week, and he went with 81 wins. Wow. Ooh. So I'm just wondering, wow. are all of these people crazy, or are we crazy? I don't know how a computer can project a team made up of primarily guys under 25 years old that have... Very right. limited track records. How how do you go about something like that? If you have a team made up of twenty eight year olds that each have, you know, two thousand at bats in the major leagues, okay, that's a trend. They have a trend, and um, you can set those projections. I don't know how you do it with with a Byron Buxton. How, how in the hell do you even begin to project what he's going to do in two thousand seventeen? That's impossible. I wonder if we can get a computer on here to interview. (laughs) Where's Hans? Hans is the closest thing we know to a computer. (laughs) He is emotionless. Just we hear the printing sound. (laughs) 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 Then he reads the transcript. 
We'll get the old ponder uh, excuse generator out and just run that through. <laughs> yeah, let's let's plug that thing back in. It's just been sitting in your garage, John. I'm sure it can get some use out of it. I mean, literally, uh, it needs an oil change. It's that <laughs> it's that old of a computer. We got we got an old mainframe. We got it for cheap, but it doesn't run real fast. We do have to dump oil in it. It is a very weird computer. Uh, I guess you would probably say with Buxton, his minor league numbers, which are crazy, obviously. They're um, all over the board, though, too. If he hits, would you, would you be surprised if he hits 215 or if he hits 315 this year? I, I don't know. I, I guess 315 might be yeah. optimistic, but I don't think it's just, oh, my God, that's impossible. And 215 is pretty So I think if we were... If we were good at our jobs and like preparing, we would probably have the numbers in front of us at this point, don't. or at least make the effort as we're talking here no. to, well, to do it. But we're none of those, so I don't know. Here's, so here's what I prefer: baseball perspective. He uses their Pakoda projected system. I like mm. the sportive projecting system way better, which is yep. everything that Buxton was good at last year, he'll be good at again. But everything he was bad at last year, he'll improve. So. Mm. Yep. He's yep. not going to strike out so much. He's going to walk nope. more. He's going to have better mm-hmm. pitch selection. But mm-hmm. also, when he came up in September and suddenly hit 10 home runs in 10 days or whatever, he's also going to do that. So what I'm saying 65 home runs. is that Byron Buxton is good for 53 yeah. home runs and a 30, 340 <laughs> batting average this year. Gold glove defense. Yep, gold glove defense. 157 games. He's going to make, yeah. he's gonna oh, make yeah. Mike that's, Trout that's look like Jordan Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. No, I think that That's they the think he's going to be system. pretty good. Yep, exactly. And then Sano, obviously, high hopes. Dozier, high hopes. Maurer is yep. what he is. Gold but glove defense from all three. comes from... Yeah, yeah, of course. But they, they seem to think that the pitching is not going to be uh, a, a dumpster fire all season. And that, to me, again, like... You talk about not being able to project uh, youth, but you also, to me, that the harder thing is projecting health. True. I mean, who the fuck knows? I mean, Ir- we, we love Irv, but he is like 39 years old at this point. Mm-hmm. Phil has been, had that Marilyn Manson surgery where he got his lower <laughs> ribs removed. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> oh, There is no predicting Phil Hughes. He managed to get... He managed to be hurt and then get thoracic outlet syndrome and have to have part of his body removed. <laughs> that's a special yeah. that's a special kind of unhealthiness. Even the twins were like, you gotta get I mean, that fixed. You can't rest and rehab that. You know, and their projections are like they do the ninetieth percentile through the tenth percentile of like his best season he could do this and his worst season he could do this. To me, I would just reset the system for both him and Perkins and be like, you guys are just zero. We're not, we can't, yeah. we're not projecting good or bad seasons out of you. You're just, you're out. We're taking you out of the computer. You've been ejected from the computer, but that to me is obviously like, I think they're hoping that Santana is still good. Duffy is, and Gibson are fine. And then Barrios is a decent rookie. So you know, if I Duffy, guess it could if Duffy work and out. Gibson get defined, that would be a major improvement for both of them. <laughs> that would be big. I would fucking love that. I just want to be <laughs> able be to huge. not wince. Like if if you you know how when you get home from work and you're busy and you you turn on the game at like seven forty five, it's a little late and you don't know the score. 
I want to be able to do that and not like wince as I'm turning the game on. Like, yep. oh fuck, is it six nothing already? Jesus! Not immediately turn it off. Yeah, that is my goal for the for the Twins this year. Wince free watching. <laughs> remember, remember last week when we talked about starting the tenth inning with a runner on second. We did. Yes. My my brother made a good point that if Major League Baseball really wants to speed up games, they should just have the Twins start down six to nothing in the third inning. Right. Yeah. Take the start. So your brother's not high in the Twins this year. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, I think that would be fair to say yes. <laughs> you know, the only thing that that uh that he gets credit for by being this negative is that he does happen to be right 100 percent of the time he's right almost all the time (laughs) that bastard uh okay um i am out of uh i'm out of twins talk for this week do you guys got anything else before we move on no i was done oh okay sorry clarence um that's okay we are gonna move on to our uh second new bit and this is called clarence's shitty impressions now this is (laughs) clarence gives a shitty impression and then john and i have to guess who this is so of a local media member that's important well i i think so i think john we're going to start with that and see how this bit goes and then who knows i mean this started with his uh now famous tony danza (laughs) impression (laughs) and uh you know, and then he did Spielman and a few others as well. They've all been fucking incredible. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, this week's Clarence's shitty impression. Go, Clarence. Local local sports media is what we're starting with, but I do think you're right. It'll it'll evolve. It'll develop into something. No, it'll more. catch on like so wildfire. Yeah, people, I can't, I can't, you know. But this first week will be a local sports sports media person, and I think it's a pretty easy one. It's it's topical, and it's mm-hmm. easy, and but I'm gonna yep. ease into this a little bit. I don't want to uh, you know yeah. do a super hard one right away and 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 just uh, completely baffle you. So easy. It's it's been a while, so take it easy. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. Washburn McCreevy. <laughs> <laughs> Have some respect. <laughs> oh, that, that that was quick, but it was it was Ray Christensen, former former Gopher play by play, football and basketball. Ray Christensen, the voice I don't of think my that childhood. Was disrespectful. That wasn't disrespectful. I love him. No, it wasn't disrespectful. It was just really bad. Clarence Reed. Which I, what, it's <laughs> not that I did it bad because I'm disres- being disrespectful. It's because I did it bad because I can't do a good one. That's true. <laughs> you did your best. <laughs> Clarence, were you were you sad to hear of Ray Christensen's passing? I mean, was it well, yeah, was it like a, a, I I talked to somebody who for for whom that was like a prince passing moment. It's a But if I'm being honest, of fleeting youth. If I'm yeah, being honest, you know, I didn't know he was still alive. So I did. They had talked about it. Yeah, they had Referenced him occasionally on broadcasts, so I knew he was mm. still alive. But uh, yeah, it's sad. I guess I don't know that. It yeah, was I mean, it's obviously sad when anyone like, passes but... away. But well, sure. 
And apparently I he think, was a very nice man. And yeah, it's sad. I think it was just, it was different because he was never coming back to do, to do go for football and go for basketball games mm-hmm. again, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, yes. No more. Yeah. <sighs> at some point they hit a certain age and you should probably just be like, cool, good life. It's great. Uh, Brandon, did you know that one or do you not know golfers, basketball and football? Uh, I did know it. I obviously wasn't a super fan as a kid and I was a little bit younger, but yeah, I knew who that was. I know Ray Christensen. Yeah. He's not like the name to me when I heard he died was like, oh, I hold on. Yeah. Now I remember him. Like it took a few seconds for me. It wasn't like, oh my God, I'm getting old. But how old was he? He was 91. Oh, shit. So that, to me, like, that's a weird thing that we do nowadays. Like, when someone who's, like, 98 years old dies, and everyone's like, fuck this shit. 2017's the worst. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, they had a... You don't need to be that... You know, they had a good life. Good for them. That's... So. Um, my, so, what do you My th- Ray okay, Christensen memory... What I always think of when I think of Ray Christensen is in... Uh, the, the the Gopher season where they went to the Final Four in about 1996, um, I I had to be up early for some school thing, but the Gophers were playing at Indiana, and I, the game probably wasn't even on TV. And I remember listening as the Gophers came back from eight down with 42 seconds ago or something like that. I have all the details around here, but that was just like the defining Ray Christensen moment for me because he, he was always a professional and he was always a great broadcaster, but he was clearly more excited than he'd ever been in his whole life calling that game. And so it was just, it was awesome to hear. Hmm. All right, that's enough Ray Christensen talk. I'm getting sad now. As I'm watching <laughs> that, the all right. basketball was team. Was it worth it? I mean, as, as I'm watching the Gopher basketball team inevitably blow this game. Should we bring this sure. bit we'll get back? To that. Or, or was it no? Or was it not? Was it one and done? Nope. We're going to bring that back. Oh. It's only going to get better. I want to hear it again. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't have a second one. It's not. I didn't think this through enough. <laughs> to <laughs> well, we don't need to do it now. It's no. not like the next well, half know, hour. But is it's not like I'm sitting you can... all week long thinking, "Oh shit, I got to be ready for next week." That's not how. I'm just worried that, like five seconds before next week, I'll be like, "Oh shit, I got to do this again." And I'll have to think of something. They'll just start working on one now. Working on it a little bit That's every what day. What I'm saying is, I won't. I won't do that. I will. I will forget. Right up until you. Stu will text you and remind you. We'll put Stu in charge That's, of reminding. That's you. hurtful. He doesn't text. You're me. complaining about having to do something that I've been doing for like five years of this podcast. Putting like ten minutes of effort into the show before it records. Is that what you're? issue is but i do zero see you do 10 (laughs) so yes i am complaining well why don't you uh um three minutes beforehand open up uh startribune.com and uh click sports and then just sort of glance down somewhere on that page and look for a name that you've heard of before and then just choose that one it doesn't need to be like for a reason you know ray christensen great very topical good job but yep. it could just be next week is your uh tibs you know i, I want to know your spin on on you could just yell ice for like nine minutes 
at the top of your lungs. Like wake your entire family up and the neighbor. All right. Just keep yelling ice. I mean, that's the thing. So, or I honestly, like I will take an encore impression of Tony Danza. Like I don't, I know the fans we get, I mean, how many emails have we all gotten about that Tony Danza thing? Millions. 2,000, 3,000. I mean, exaggerating, but it's tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Yeah. I mean, we definitely had to, I had to shut my, I had to change my email address. Tens of thousands. Right. And Tony Danza's lawyers, you can stop, you can stop emailing. He wasn't actually on the show. We don't owe him any royalties or anything like that. (laughs) It's fair use. It's fair use. It's clearly fair use. Fair use. Yes. Everybody knows those laws. It's ridiculous. Tony Danza law, as we call it now. He's a public figure. I can say what I like. Exactly. That's that's how that law works. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, let's move on. Um, Weekly check-in on the Minnesota Wild, and I'm curious, just again, explain to me how the Wild are so good this year. Anything new? Anything new happening? They've got a new wrinkle of how they're winning games in a different way now, or are they still just so good at shot percentage and and, and dubs is so great that that's, is that still the thing? Yes. I think it's possible Bruce Boudreaux's a wizard. I don't think we should rule oh, that out. Ooh. It's a warm take. I mean It's a pretty warm Charlie take. Charlie Coyle Charlie Coyle was terrible. Legitimately terrible for like three straight weeks. And then Boudreaux publicly said, Well, I gotta sit him down and have a talk with him. And he did, and the next game Coyle scored twice. So I don't know. It's it's becoming more and more clear to me that Boudreaux just is magic and is probably the best coach in NHL history. Um, yeah, so he's a, a child of Satan or something. He's made some sort of deal with the devil. Well, you know, it might be a deal with Jesus, too. We don't know that for a fact. Ugh, God, you're right. You're right. I'm, am I, uh, he's made a deal uh, with some supernatural power. And Why did I have him- to go with Satan? <laughs> anyway, how many division titles has he won in a row, Clarence? Uh, I don't a million. I don't a lot. <laughs> Eight or nine or something like that. Yeah, it was a lot. Also, I, okay, I do want to mention. But- I do want to mention. Remember our great. How many wild players have between eight and thirteen goals? Segment that was my favorite segment of all time. Anyway, the point I was yeah, trying to make yeah, that was, was that they bit. had a lot of guys. They had a, a very distributed scoring roster, and I saw in the paper last week that they had the most. They have the most guys in the league that have ten or more goals, and they have the most guys in the league that have thirty or more points, or some stat like that. So anyway, we're gonna go down. We're gonna go down the statistics right now and talk about who has more than ten goals and who has between <laughs> seventeen and twenty three assists. So That's the the mainstream media finally listened to that episode. Yeah, they finally they were, were like, for, "Oh, we should check for, on this." Right, these are the perfect people to rip off because they're yeah. have great ideas, and yet like eleven people listen to them because they're so <laughs> alienating and their audio is so bad. <laughs> and even if they do get angry, we all know that they just don't have the the gumption to actually follow through with any litigation or any of the threats they may throw at us. That's right. We couldn't even follow through earlier with looking up a website, and I'm no. in front of my computer. <laughs> so they're yeah. not going to sue us. Just do what you like to them. No, no. Anything you want. Anything you want. 
Uh, okay, so the 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 weekly check in on how the Wild are so good. Boudreaux's a wizard. Yeah, uh, they're super deep, and that's kind of it, right? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, let's take a two-second break in case we have an ad this week. And break. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, we're back. Did an ad happen? That's a good I break. A lot of other podcasts like to edit in music at times like this, and we're not a lot of podcasts. No. What did you guys, uh, what did you guys do over the break? Uh, actually, during that break, during your break, dur- I looked over my shoulder during at, the, that w- at the game on TV, and Indiana's last second shot went in and out of the, basically hit like the back of the rim. That that happened. Oh, you're talking about go for, go for hoops. That's amazing. That that is the next thing I wanted to discuss. John, true or false? They're going to the, the tournament. Gophers are now they're in the tourney, so that's true. They're in the tournament. Oh hell yeah! I, I honestly, everybody who's all the smart people keep saying if they win nine Big Ten games, they're probably in, and that was number seven. And I think they got probably got to play Rutgers four or five more times. I don't actually know their schedule. They got to have a home game against Rutgers, right? Yeah, or something like that. I mean, there's forty nine teams in the Big Ten now, so they don't get a home game against everybody like they used to. But oh, that's they got to have they got to have a couple of patsies coming up. Okay, guys, guys, I actually clicked on a link, and I can see the schedule in front of me, the Gophers basketball schedule. Wow. Do you guys want to go through it? This <laughs> actual good content. Um, you ready? Sure. Are we going to know which other teams are good in this scenario? No, I won't have any. Oh, shit. Rutgers is bad. That I know. Rutgers is bad. Illinois okay. is also terrible. Do they play Illinois? We're, we're going we're gonna to do our best here. The the Gophers are right now seven and six in in uh, in league play smoke. So they have five they have five games remaining. They need to win two of these. So here we go. Here we go. They got Michigan at home. They can win that. Michigan's not that good. They're not ranked. They could they could totally win that one. L. They've got Maryland on the road. They're not winning. That's not going to happen. Nope. They've got Penn State at home. L. Penn State's usually bad. Are they bad this year? Uh, John, Gophers that's too many clicks. Egg against Penn State. It's so I, I'm nervous. Is that L? Is that a... you're already nervous about that February 25th showdown. 
They always play Penn State. State. L. It's the annual the annual go for Penn State basketball game that happens every year that we just Mm -hmm. fucking have. Mm -hmm. I I can't sleep the night before. Okay, so that's so you're saying an L, Clarence. Mm -hmm. You're our official go for a Penn State matchup rivalry guy, Mm -hmm. and you got us penciled in as an L. Yes, Penn. Fine. Okay. Uh, then they've got Nebraska at home. Oh, oh Nebraska's that. not so a real team. No, no, no. Nebraska doesn't I, even I have think basketball. They just put, no, they just take 15 guys from the football team. Right. They just keep them limber for the for the winter. It's it's like good calisthenics. And, if uh, and then they play Nebraska, Wisconsin. When it, was it home or away against Nebraska? Home. Oh, well, you see, at Nebraska... Due to this thing about them joining the Big Ten, they're allowed to put hay bales under the basket to jump off, so it makes them way better at home. But when they're on the road, like if it's in yeah. Minnesota, they don't get the hay bales. So they're not going to be able to dunk because they can't jump that high because they're from Nebraska. So sure. I think that's a W for the Gophers. That totally checks out and makes perfect sense to me. Um, and then they play Wisconsin at Wisconsin, so they'll lose like. 47 to 11 or <laughs> 22 something. yeah yeah uh so i think they're in john i i the the original question was true or false and you think true i also think true that's so we think they're gonna beat nebraska and then one of penn state or michigan correct yep and i think they'll lose to maryland and lose to wisconsin all right oh so sounds like tourney time Quite a turnaround for our guy, Lil Richard Patino. I mean, I think that we were basically about to run him out of town a year ago. They were, they were. Nope. I think they were like eight and twenty-five overall last year. So that's it's fucking incredible how much better they got with like. And people said it too. Like the people who knew go for basketball were like, just give them a year; they'll be better next year. <laughs> and I was like, how? How the fuck are they going to be better next year? Mason's still around. McBrayer's still around. Murphy's. Still, I mean, it, they're getting a couple guys, I suppose, but. I was wrong, man. They were right. Well, I, were right. Even earlier this year, you guys tried to convince me to get on board, and then they lost 15 straight games all by one point, and I laughed at you, yeah. and now I think they've probably won every game since that losing streak. So it's been quite the Actually, bipolar year right. for old Ricky. There's more egg on your face than on anybody else. You've got the most egg. I've got the most egg now. For a while there, I was the only one without any egg. Yeah. Yeah. It's an it's an egg comeback. You've got the most. I never doubted them. I have zero egg. No, of course. I was their biggest yeah. champion preseason. Always have been. Um, that's all the hoops talk I have. I have nothing on the... Well, let's... Yeah, I have nothing no. on the Minnesota Timberwolves. My guys, good, love them to death, but uh, not a whole lot going on. As there, we're how many wins recording are they gonna, this, how many wins are they going to finish with? I have been on the record at with thirty-two for most of the season. I think that's probably still in play. Thirty-two does sound about right at this point. Yeah, a little bit better than last year. Hmm. 
little tiny step forward. Little, little, small step forward. Embarrassing. Right. They're, the trade deadline's coming up, which is supposed to be an exciting time, but it, for the past few years, is, there's nothing actually been happening. So it'll probably be the same thing again this year. They might steal one from the from uh, from Clarence's Denver Nuggets tonight. I know they're up by nine with a minute left right now. So if that goes is down, Denver that'll good? be embarrassing. Wait a second, is yeah, Denver they're the eighth good? seed. I mean, they're not they're not great, but they're yeah they're they're pretty solid. They're twenty five and thirty. They're the eighth seed right now. I've been I've been watching this game as we're recording the podcast, and my main thought has mm-hmm. been, man, Denver's record must be terrible because they are bad at basketball. <laughs> it's been a lot of yeah. missed layups and missed dunks, and at one point Wiggins dunked over the biggest whitest stiff since Bryant Big Country Reeves. I don't know. I can't. I, I don't know what his name was, but and I'm sure he, he's that. Who? Nikola Jokic, Jokic, yeah, like it that. was him, the Joker, it was him. yeah. Well, oh, that dude's he, awesome. He's really unfortunately good. Andrew Wiggins owns him now. Like, took possession oh. of his life <laughs> earlier this evening. So, so he's, he's uh, he had to like go to the go grab Wiggins' car and he's washing it yeah, right now. He's he's doing Andrew Wiggins' errands from now on after that dunk. So, <laughs> I mean, he could have been good. Yeah, he could have been good, but uh, not anymore. It's over for him. No. No. Um, oh, sorry. I totally spaced on this sneak attack hockey thing. Um, I want to know more about this suspension of a dude who uh, the cheap shot against the against the oh, wild. What happened? The cheap. <laughs> uh, Clarence, you want to take this one? I can try. Yeah, so this Nyquist guy... Uh, took his stick, the the blade of his stick, and speared it into Spurgeon's face, maybe two inches from his eyeball, uh, basically just about as hard as he can. So he swung it like like when you're, well, I don't know, you don't. if you're pitching, I know hockey. Hey, come on, come on, talk well, to me. No, talk I, to yeah. me. So hockey, like if hockey. You were this is far from one side to another place. Like, and you got to do it hard because it's heavy. That is what it uh-huh. looked like. He he was on his knees. He looked up, eye to eye, looked Spurgeon square in the eye. Got up, swung his arms as hard as he can, and hit Spurgeon right in the face with the yep pointy end of the blade of his stick it's important to note that he also serious he also took the time to turn the blade of his stick upwards it wasn't just like oh i'm angry i'm gonna swing my stick in whatever position it is he thought i should turn the toe of my stick upwards so as to make a better projectile from when i'm gonna pitchfork this guy in the face with it so he's not the first person to enact Retribution on another player in hockey. It happens. He got cross-checked from behind, didn't like it. Happens 30 times a hockey game. Something happens, uh, a player doesn't like it, and he will take it into, you know, take matters into his own hands, and he may, uh, you know, push the other player. That's kind of on one end of the spectrum, lightly lightly push yep. him. He may say something. That's that's another kind of very unwar- very far on the left end of the spectrum. Then 
you know, he may um, cross check the player back, like do a two handed kind of cross check right. on the player's shoulder. Eye for an or, eye. Eye for an eye. That that's another. That's maybe right in the middle of the spectrum. Uh, he may drop the gloves and and offer to fight the other gentleman and punch punch the guy square in the face. That's you know moving the needle a little bit closer to the right in one direction. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Far. So you're standing there on the spectrum of violence at the spot where right. you punch the other person in the face. That's that's where. You're standing right now, okay, on the spectrum. The yeah. punching in the face mm-hmm. on the spectrum. Now look to your right at that little dot way off on the horizon, <laughs> way in the yeah. distance. I, hold, hold on, hold the, on. It's to the, to the right the, on the horizon? I don't see... Yeah, take your hand and I, make it, like, put it in a flat motion and put it right above your eyebrows. Like, and look and squint way off. Yep. Oh, Can you see that you little dot? You know what I did? I there. made my... T- I made my two hands into little, like a little sort of homemade telescope sort yeah, of thing, and it helpful. helped me focus. No, it's not. Helped yeah, me imagine, focus for far away, and now I see no. it. I see it. I got it. it. Imagine you're okay. standing on like an eight lane highway. Now look off to the end where you can no longer tell where the sides of the highway meet. Basically, off sure. there. It's. I, th- I believe the curvature of the Earth, the furthest you can see when it's perfectly flat, is something like twenty six miles. That's the distance. Right I can there. see like twenty four and a half miles, and all I see is a waving Todd Bertuzzi. <laughs> That's, well, halfway between here and there is pretty, way that dot yeah. on the horizon. That's taking the <laughs> the blade of your stick and as hard as you can, spearing the other person square in the face. That's where unprotected face. Yep. Now past that is maybe like taking out a chainsaw and starting it yeah. and cutting the other person in half. That's, <laughs> sure. you know, that's a whole sure, other, maybe. I mean, it's not the eighties anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's not, it's not Philly. You know, the broad street bullies. Yeah. Uh, Bob Probert sure. isn't <laughs> in the league anymore. <laughs> yeah. Cause he famously Shop carried no legs off. N- nobody's yeah, pulled yeah, a firearm yeah. during a hockey a game since Ty Domi retired. <laughs> it's amazing. And they gave him a six game suspension for it. So, six games. You know six. the Red Wings are six six games. They're basically, because the Red Wings are on what I'd like a twenty-five year playoff streak, and suspending him for anything longer than that would be the final nail in this playoff streak coffin. Is basically on life support, anyways. And they are a premier team in the league, original six, and the league doesn't want to lose that storyline. So. The uh, the fix is in. Six is it. Now, if it were the, the table's return, if it was Spurgeon doing it to Nyquist, um, I, Spurgeon would be in, like, Minsk in some jail, <laughs> in si- some Siberian jail. Guantanamo. Suspended forever. He'd be Black ops site. He'd be suspended forever. He'd be, We'd never yep. see Jared Spurgeon again. <laughs> we would actually not be able to claim that he ever existed. Yep. Yeah, he'd go Off wherever Mike Harris went for the Vikings this year. <laughs> like who? I, I've never heard of him. I've Jared? that person exactly. has never existed. Deep state. There's no record of Mike Harris. From the record books. That sounds made up. It's like Joe Mayo from Seinfeld. That sounds made up. No, but the, it's wow. not the way it was. Tables return. It's the Red Wings. So six games. That's it. 
the thing that Jesus. the thing that particularly made me mad was after the game, Nyquist was like, "Oh, I, I wasn't trying to spear him in the face. My stick got caught in the boards, and nobody was like, uh, I I hate to tell you this, but I watched the video. Your stick's nowhere near the boards." And the only thing it's caught in is your hands as you turn it upward to try to take this guy's <laughs> eye out with your stick. There's hey, no reason not know Gustav the, Nyquist. It was recorded. There's no reason Gustav Nyquist should not be in prison for three months. I don't know where Nyquist is from. Is he Swedish? Fin- is he Sound, I'm assuming sounds Swedish or Gustav? S- some sort of Scandinavian country. I assume right. in Scandinavia they understand the concept of a television recording. Like, you can claim <laughs> things, but we taped it. We can yeah. look back. Yeah, I know. This isn't 1937, and it's the, you know, uh, Montreal Canadiens versus the Maple Leafs, and there's only a yeah, radio versus recording, the and we're only reading Saskatoon this in the Yes. But <laughs> we, I've seen the replay now 40,000 times. You, you, you weren't caught in anything. We can look back at the recording. We have that capacity. We have that capacity through means <laughs> of the other thing. transcription on tape. We can watch back what you did. <laughs> so don't lie, because nope. we can see. I, that wasn't me. I don't. I don't think I even played. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't I, even out there. I was at I work. Was I, I, was I don't. I don't play hockey. <laughs> uh-uh, I was. Uh, I work at Taco Bell, serving those <laughs> naked chalupas. Wasn't me. And the other, the other thing right. that got me was that both Nyquist and his coach were like, "Well, I think we all know that Nyquist isn't that sort of player." Well, how many times do you have to spear a guy in the face before before you become that sort of player? <laughs> if you spear a guy in the <laughs> yeah. face, you are that player. That's you. Yeah, that's you're, now you. It's, it's done. You shot your wife in the head with a pistol. You're you're a murderer. <laughs> well, I you can't we stand there and say I don't do stuff like that. Well, no, one I'm time. Not a just because I murdered well, doesn't mean I'm a murderer. <laughs> yeah, you just murdered someone, so congratulations, you're a murderer now. <laughs> not a habitual murderer. Just, well, like, once yeah. in a, I, I don't once in a mulligan. Don't Come you on. get a mulligan? Come on, <laughs> get a murder mulligan. I mean, we've all heard of a murder mulligan, right? Sure. Of course, I've lived. It's so obvious. Anyway, I, I don't know when the <sighs> Wild play the Red Wings next, but Gustav Nyquist needs to catch a beating of epic, epic proportions. Yeah, that sounds like it. I'm, I'm totally on board with that. Uh, okay. I think I'm almost out of things to talk about. Did you guys read Bill Barnwell's column this week? He's been doing a feature of... Uh, for each division in football of what they need to focus on in the offseason. Bill No, I'm glad Barnwell. you guys are both sitting down, but no. Bill Barnwell, ESPN. Barnwell. No. Barnwood Builders? You don't read him? I, that's my favorite show on television. Barnwood Builders. Barn, Barnwood yeah. Builders. Yeah. HGTV? The Barnwood Builders guys, after they build barns, they go inside <laughs> the barn and they open up their laptop and they write columns about football and then upload it to ESPN.com. <laughs> Slash NFL. Brandon, they don't build barns. They they take down old barns, then they rebuild the frames, but they don't build the whole barn. That's the outside is completed by a completely different crew, and the finishing work completely different crew. They only do the the structure, 
component, the inner structure. Of the the, the, the there's a whole branded. TV show just about the framing out of a barn. Though the first part is about taking it down, then the second part is oftentimes about putting up only the the structure, the the internal component, the the sticks, if you will. Best show on sure. television. You know, I built a I built a structure all by itself in the middle of the woods this summer. Where's my show? Are you talking about? Is that a I'm, is that a euphemism? Is that for boner? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. When I go up to my cabin, I go in the woods and I masturbate in the middle of the woods. Yeah, I knew it. Where's my show? It. That's a great show, don't you think? That's <laughs> like I pick out different no, we places. Can, we can get it on the internet. I don't know how well it'll do, but uh, plenty of places that'll take it. <laughs> Guess we'll see. Guess we'll see. I mean, I'm definitely going to upload it now, ex- just out of spite, just All to right, prove so that I can get some hits. Barnwood Builders wrote a thing about, do we need Barnwood Builders to tell us what the Vikings really need to do? I mean, is there... No, you don't. But uh, I know that you are one of those all 22 guys, so you kinda, you're kind of you dialed into mm-hmm. what actually happened. Mm-hmm. But a guy like me, I don't pay a crazy amount of attention to football, and Bill Barnwell is a really super good writer, so I like to kind of lean on him for some insights, and I think he's the best football writer. Uh, and he's ESPN. I think everybody in the country knows about him except you. So I'm not going to go through Bill Barnwell, Builder, Bill, the Barnwell, Builder anymore. <laughs> but he wrote a thing on the NFC Central, and his suggestion for the Packers was to sign Adrian Peterson. Hmm. And I just wanted you guys to know that a person hmm. said that, and I want you to just luxuriate in how fucking awesome that would be for Adrian Peterson hmm. to go on the Packers – and cost them a playoff game due to fumbles. Oh. That would be one of the greatest moments of my adult God, life. That would be. <laughs> it would be dancing in the streets of Minneapolis, just spontaneous, <laughs> like choreographed <laughs> dancing, like a like a thriller video. But how does everybody yep. know, all know the dance? But they just would. People would all know the same dance, and we'd all be yep. out there dancing. Just elaborately choreographed routine. Gotta be awesome. Pyramids, human pyramids <laughs> and shaking champagne over each other and like Ferris Bueller scenes where he just randomly yes. is like up on stage. Just everything. That's what I'm it's all about. happening at Shake one time. Adrian Peterson now. goes on the, the in the green and gold to do the same dance moves, but they do. They just do. They do. No one even questions it. I mean, it would be the perfect opposite bizarro world experience from the Brett Favre thing. So I just I just hope it all happens. I'm sure it won't. I'm sure somehow no, no, Adrian Peterson will like be on our team next year in some stupid fucking scenario. But uh, I just wanted you guys to – I wanted to alert you to that article so you can go read it for yourself and just hmm. just roll around in it and just read it and reread it and keep rereading it and just – Imagine how fucking awesome that would be. I would <laughs> love right. that. What did it? Uh, did it God. I won't do that. But did it say that I, the Vikings needed to not take any offensive linemen in the draft like they did last year? Yeah, he said that they're pretty set. He said they're pretty set. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Rick Spielman should uh, just no, focus I mean, it's, on it's, some other stuff in the draft. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty basic stuff. I mean, obviously, uh, offensive line was number one. 
Um, something about Sam Bradford's contract that I wasn't totally clear on, like lock him up for another couple years so you have more flexibility mm-hmm. with... I don't know, really know any of these details about contracts and when so you can let the, a guy go with no penalty versus a cap hit penalty. There's uh, It got a little bit too wonky for me, but I'm sure you guys as huge uh, pigskin fans would probably be all about that sort of stuff. So we talked about the them, and then he talked about Xavier Rhodes, and you need to sign him. Well, there's, so Xavier right. Rhodes, the, the working theory on quarterbacks is that they need to have security in order to perform to their maximum ability. So Sam Bradford has right. got a one year left on his contract, so so extend it. Otherwise, it's almost like college football coaches where they say, you know, they, I can't recruit if yeah. I've only got one year on my contract, which actually sure. makes sense. A quarterback with one year on his contract not being able to fully maximize his ability, I have never quite understood that concept. Like, I need to have a big giant contract in order to do well. Not Isn't it always the opposite for a lot of guys is that they have their biggest year in their contract year? Yeah, I mean, they can sell that story all they want. doesn't mean I'm going to buy it. I've actually yeah, never well, heard it before. Yeah, no, that's, see it. That I don't for blame sure you for talk. selling it. Uh, yeah, try to get as much money as you can in a big, fat contract. It, God bless you. I would do the same thing. But just breaking it down and, and looking at it um, reasonably doesn't hold water, but it seems to be parroted by the, the media, and I just don't – I can't quite grasp why that's just the – everybody's like, yeah, Quarterbacks need to have stability. Um, you got to wrap up Bradford up. because he's only got one year left. You got to give him an uh, extension. Um, it's just uh, it's the way things are done. Yep. Well, got to make him feel I good. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's that's crazy to me. Um, and then he said one other thing too that I don't really remember. Uh, he had like five points on each team, but anyway, it was a pretty good article. I just was I just love that Mortison thing. Mortis and Tenon joints, how he yep. uses them for building barns. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. yeah, I think that's probably exactly what it was, now that you say it, it out loud. I knew it. I was it. just about to say the same thing. I knew it. Um, okay, I think that's all I've got left. Um, we had a little bit of time here left over at the end for Clarence to apologize to Beyonce. <laughs> oh no! For for just for her being a super great artist and having an unbelievable performance about motherhood and whatnot, super At, artistic. Where where just, was this? Per- floor was is yours. This, was the, Grammys which performance? The Grammys na- nationally uh, televised sort of deal last week. Beyonce just totally fucking crushed it universally. Everybody says so, that sort of thing. So, floor's yours. Open it up to open it up to apology time, and go. All right, bit over, uh, and I think that's all that. We <laughs> Good. Uh, I am out of words. I am, I am completely out of words. Do you guys have any any last parting shots? Hmm. I'm still dumbfounded by thinking back about that Grammy performance and how fucking horrible it was. <laughs> that was 
<laughs> Wait, hold on. I, I I didn't see the Grammys, and I didn't know until right now it was, it was Beyonce so performed. John. Oh, John. It was so So you bad. say it was terrible, she... and Brandon says it was awesome? Well, of course, Brandon's into... Oh, no. I mean, I... Up. It was so... No. Or is Brandon... I, uh, spoken word. It was like spoken word. She was dressed like, I don't know, like the Raisinets gal on the front of the Raisinets box, <laughs> like a big head thing. I don't even know what it was. Um, I don't know. There was like kind of like the Tron graphics, like where the people were were moving across the screen and kind of stagmented. It's hard to explain. It was extremely bad. I mean, like so people that were high I, I, on I'm, drugs were like, this is terrible. I'm completely irony proof here. Brandon, are you actually saying this was good or not? Um, you know that scene in <clears throat> Seinfeld when I don't remember exactly what the the discussion came up and I'm I'm not this is not the exact same thing, but they were starting to talk about race and George Costanza got really weird and was just like, I don't I don't think we should be talking about this. I just I don't think that we're we should be talking about it and he got very uncomfortable. That was sort of like the performance for Beyonce. I got into work on Monday and it was, it was like mostly spoken word and a lot of like people and flowers and weird shadows and lighting and it wasn't singing and there was, she's, she's like six months pregnant or something. So there wasn't any dancing either. It was like this artistic poetry sort of thing. And I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that was. (laughs) And then I go into work and I work with like, yeah, and I work with, like, and it was very dramatic, too. Slow and dramatic and full of, like, symbolism or something. And I got into work, and all these ladies were just gushing about it. Like, oh, my God, don't you get it? And I was like, no, I don't understand what you're talking about. But basically, like, her album was a sort of personal autobiographical story about her relationship with Jay-Z. He cheated on her, and she's, like, forgiven him, and now she's having his kids and this whole performance was about her being pregnant and again like shadows against like her pregnancy belly and it was just like a thing where i'm like ah that didn't that was not for me in like a lot of different ways um so all these ladies were in a meeting like oh right and i was like what the fuck are you what i i don't know i i i watched it i i don't get any of it so it was just a very i felt very out of my element watching it and i usually am cool with like weirdo performance oh, stuff but that was just like uh weirdo stuff uh you do yeah true this was like more but you like i think this was like not trying to be a weirdo thing though this was like a no, dramatic statement like dramatic about a thing that we didn't really get like a you know trying to be dramatic like taking a dramatic photo like trying to take a dramatic self-portrait but going to sears to have it done it just <laughs> probably not going to turn out very well and that's what it was it was like a sears dramatic self-portrait glamour shots why did G- but the why did jay-z cast. cheat on beyonce i don't yes. know if he did necessarily there there was some sort of marital issues and she wrote this album about that and like the lemonade I mean, I'm completely out of my element here. As I said, like I feel like George Costanza right now because like Beyonce is not talking to me, right? Um, 
but there was some sort of like it was like a storybook sort of album that came with a film that blah 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 i don't know but a lot of ladies are into it but uh the performance the whole grammys were like super talented people trying way too fucking hard like every single one of them and that's the grammys basically every year but man this year was even more so just everybody just calm down everybody (laughs) that was our grammy preview grammy review thought we did well yeah (laughs) well like chance the rapper i think is great right he's like one of my favorite guys you didn't like that but like no his performance was him rapping his buddy right next to him rapping uh some amazing gospel singer a full fucking choir a piano Mm -hmm. guy and then another beat behind it and all of them were just like screaming at the same exact time i loved it because they were like this is our moment i know very little about him and i thought it was wonderful i love sturgill same thing yeah just 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 he didn't trying a little too hard you know i i'll agree with you there yeah i love i love chances hype man i just love hype man in in, just in general, the guys in the rap group that do the where they repeat whatever the guy said, or uh, you know, jump around and try to. I, I don't really know what their full role is. I just enjoy watching them. Is that is that what they're called, hype men? Do you have a? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. You should. Do you have a hype man at work? You should get one. <laughs> I should get one. <laughs> yep. Yo, here he comes, Clarence Budget Talks. Here we go. Print that shit out, yo. <laughs> Be great. Think about it. All right. Think about it. His, sure point. Sure point. Uh, is, is, his, yeah. is, is his actual name Chance the Rapper? <laughs> Chance the Rapper. Yeah. He's very he's he's really good. He's a little jazzy, so he's a little bit different than um, a lot of other Wouldn't, just what you'd think of rap nowadays. But um, Hold on. Yeah, wouldn't his good. name just he's be Chance? Well, no, Chance so the Rapper is right so much cooler. That's the point. Man, like it's kind of a cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's great. These truth and labeling laws are getting that. strict. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um. All right, let's be done. Let's let's stop talking We're to done. each other. We're done. Okay, I was done okay I'm pressing stop. I love everybody. Goodbye. All right, see you, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.